Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, we are sharing our minimalist lifestyle habits and systems that help us maintain our simple and intentional lifestyles. Considering living with less requires constant maintenance, we thought that we would share some of our habits that have helped us keep on track. As you may know, there is no rule book when it comes to adopting a minimalist lifestyle. This way of life simply motivates us to let go of unhealthy habits and cultivate new habits that support our lifestyle needs and goals. And in this episode, you will learn about our work and productivity systems, our organizing and cleaning systems, and our decluttering systems, all in an effort to help you keep up with your minimalist lifestyle. Plus, you'll be reminded that having a less is more mindset will make it easier for you to cultivate and maintain healthy habits that support your lifestyle goals. Be inspired by our lifestyle systems that bring clarity to our physical spaces, our minds, and our digital lives, and be motivated to adopt systems that will bring clarity and peace to your everyday. So recently, we have been interviewed by various podcasters, and every time we're interviewed, they seem to ask us, what are your lifestyle systems? What are some of the habits that help you maintain this simpler, more intentional life that you guys live? And so today, we're going to focus on that. And we will also share some habit-focused insights from other thought leaders in the minimalism space as well. Yeah, I feel like with minimalism, there's kind of two components. There's, especially with the physical items, it's getting all the stuff out and all the excess and the clutter. And then there's maintaining it, not bringing Mm -hmm. it back in and changing your habits and your lifestyle so that you don't. So, you know, adapting habits around minimalism are so important to maintaining the lifestyle because it's not just about getting rid of the stuff. Yeah, exactly. Some people are like, oh, I just get rid of the stuff. But no, there's a huge management piece. And this lifestyle is imperfectly perfect. I like to say that because, you know, you can't do it perfectly all the time. You know, that's rarely that I don't make my bed. But there's other times where it's like I'm not managing my stress very well. And I'm not taking that five minutes to go for a break when I should be. So, you know, we try our best every single day. And something that we have continually communicated to all of those individuals who have recently interviewed us is that there is no rule book when it comes to this lifestyle. I think a couple of people asked us, you know, what are some of the rules that you follow? Well, there's no rules. It's about creating lifestyle habits for you. It's about really, it's really about identifying our needs and our goals and then letting go of habits that don't serve those and then creating healthy habits that can help us achieve our goals and our mission every day. Yeah. And I also like to use the term like boundaries. It's kind of like I try to work within a framework and, Mm. you know, give myself so much leeway as opposed to like having hard rules with things. Yeah. I remember you responded to one of the podcasters. You said, yeah, you know, my life is built on systems. And I was like, yeah, (laughs) it's so true. Both of our lives are built on systems. You have a system for how you eat. You you know, you have recipes on rotation. You have a system for your closet and you're teaching some of our listeners and you taught me as well, which has really helped me be more efficient in the morning when it comes to getting ready for the day. And something I also want to mention is that you should keep your systems, your habits flexible and realistic. 
I remember in the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to be one of those people that does 10 things in the morning before I start my day. I'm going to drink water. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to take a cold shower, you know, stretch, make my bed, eat breakfast. And I was like, oh, it's too much. And I'm sure you've been there too, Lauren. I'm like, oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like overwhelming. There's so many articles online where it's like, oh, do this, do this. It's like, like, is that really realistic? And is that really beneficial to everyone? No. So choose a few things that are going to be helpful to you each day. So for me, something that I'm trying to do more of is drink more water. And so I'm like, okay, well, when I wake up, I'm going to drink that first glass of water. So that's a new habit that I've integrated into my morning routine, but I don't do all of those things. The things that I do do are I make my bed, I do eat breakfast and I do try to exercise. So yeah, for the morning, I I've definitely played around with different morning routines to see which one works best, but tried and true over and over, like waking up and just getting into a book first thing, it just helps me wake up and start my day off relaxed, which I've said a million times. And I also try to exercise at least three times a week. So stream a workout in the morning, three times a week, and then go for walks or bike rides in the evening. Mm, I love and that. then and then yeah I always get ready and make my bed you know what's so funny which I want to talk about on this podcast yeah. is I made my boyfriend time how long it takes me to make my bed oh I don't have any top sheet I just have a comforter and my pillows and it takes me 35 seconds to make my bed in the morning wow and I just you know talking about systems I feel like everyone's which will go into organizing, but it's like, oh, here's how you organize all your bed sheets. It's like, or you could just own the bed sheets that are on your bed. <laughs> and, you know, you don't need top sheets and all of these additional pieces when you can just get up and make it so quickly and it still looks really nice. So it's these tiny little tweaks to your lifestyle that can have such a massive difference with how much time you're spending on things. So it really interests me. And the beauty of the morning routine is when you wake up, yep. you you don't want to have to think about what you have to do. You just want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to lie in bed being like, should I work out right now? Should I read? Should I journal? Should I shower? Should I get ready? Like you just want to get up and do the next thing so that you're not lying there trying to figure out what the next thing is. Yeah. That's why it's good to go in the night before knowing what your plan is for the next morning or have a system in place, as you said. And I also have a system. We'll get into it later in our discussion. But I also want to mention that when it comes to making our beds, that's something that I will always do for myself, even if it's just for me, right? Because it keeps my place feeling clean and warm and put together. And so again, that's the first thing that I do every single day. I don't get out of bed and have that water. I make my bed first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. And so something I also wanted to mention is that once you get clear on your needs and your goals, it'll become easier to avoid distractions and you'll be able to identify how to best spend your time. So when it comes to systems, I have quite a few. We're going to talk about everything from our work systems to our productivity systems, our cleaning and organizing systems, our systems for our finances and more. And I thought we would start with our work systems, Lauren, our productivity systems. So I kind of have an idea of your system, but not fully. So I'd love to hear. Yeah, I want to start off with a quote from Atomic Habits. Um, If you have not read that book, I 100% recommend reading the book. I'm sure most of our listeners have. The quote is, goals are good for setting direction, but systems are best for making progress. Mm -hmm. So I always have my goals that I'm working on and then 
what I need to do on a day-to-day basis to accomplish them. And that's how I structure my work system. So I have, you know, what I need to do. I have my daily to-do list. And for me personally, timing myself helps me significantly focus and be more productive because I feel like with our job, you know, like working on the podcast or working on the closet course, like things like that, like I kind of need more structure around them. It's like work on your podcast notes for one hour, research this topic for one hour. Mm -hmm. It just gives you more structure and more of a tangible daily to-do list. And then, you know, making sure that my email tab is closed and my phone's put away and having that timer on, it's like, this is the time that you're working. Like you can't text and you can't scroll and you can't like, walk around looking in the cupboards or, you know, being distracted. So really focusing on that. Also within my goals, I have my why, like why I want to accomplish them so that, you know, those times when I don't feel like working on a project or going to the gym, or I bring up that why. And, you know, it's like, if you want to make this amount of money this year, why do you want to make that amount of money? Do you, is it so you can travel more, save more, do a specific hobby, like having those clear cut goals is going to make you more focused and want to actually do the day to day things you're going to need to do to get there. So that's kind of my work system is just having those outlined goals, exactly what I need to do on a day to day basis to reach them. And what also is important with systems is to go back and analyze them and make sure that they're actually working and that you are making progress. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways to measure that is to have a bullet journal, something that I've yeah, expressed. Love it. I love the bullet journal. So I fill out this bullet journal. It's an analog system for recording your daily tasks and also your long-term and short-term goals. So you can look back and say, hey, like this is my main mission this year. This is my big overarching goal. And here are the small things that I'm doing every day to get closer to that. And so you can identify if you are getting closer or not. So for me, when it comes to my work system, I have four different main focuses right now. You know, the podcast, we do the closet course. I have a part-time role. And of course, I'm starting this new business idea that I have. And so I'm trying to divide my days between the four things. And every day I'm trying to focus on four different areas, work, exercise, social, and rest. So for every day, Monday to Friday, I have to do something work-related, of course, whether that is focusing on the podcast or my part-time role, and then some form of exercise, physical, usually in the morning. I like to get that physical exercise done in the morning because it gives me a boost for the day. And then, of course, also mental, mental meaning mental fitness, listening to a podcast, audiobook, reading, and then something social. So... There are some days, Lauren, where I will call you and I'm like, that's my social thing for the day. (laughs) Lauren and I spoke on the phone. Sometimes it's me going to an event. Sometimes it's me on a Zoom call with my family. And then, of course, rest. The area that I insert into my schedule every day that I admittedly don't do enough of, and that is self-care practices and the art of doing nothing, (laughs) which we've talked about Formerly, previously with our guest, Celeste Headley, who has a book called Do Nothing, which I highly recommend you read. And I highly recommend that I read again (laughs) because I need to make more time to do nothing but rest because rest will make you so much more effective throughout the week because you'll have that recovery time. 
So when it comes to work, there's also a productivity system that I have. You mentioned, Lauren, that you put away your phone, you turn off your notifications, and you use probably the Pomodoro method to record yourself or sorry, time yourself. And I, I don't do that. I more so lately have been saying, okay, from between this hour and this hour, I'm going to focus on this. So I time block my calendar and I say this hour, I'm going to research my notes for this discussion, for example. And oh, I love it because I really get into a flow state. When I set that intention, I really, really do. And like you, I put my phone away, usually on airplane mode. And I actually have all the distractions removed from my desk. And we'll get into that. And so when it comes to my time blocking, it helps me figure out, you know, what's most essential in the day, what's least essential. And I can see it. It's color coded as well, which is really helpful. Some days it's imperfect, but most of the time I have it color coded for personal and work. And then I have for social and rest as well. And I'm also become very intentional with what I say yes and no to. And that's really helped me become more productive every day. You know, recently, Lauren and I, we, we've had a few opportunities come to us and we've had to say no. And oh, we're such nice people. So it's like hard for us to say no, but we've realized that we were taking on way too much and we had to say, you know, thank you so much, but we are overextending ourselves right now and that's okay. And to be honest, everyone was quite receptive and understanding in that process. You learn, wow, okay. Like, People actually respect you more when you set little boundaries and then you can feel a sense of calm inside. I'm actually reading, Lauren, I'm reading a book called Boundary Boss by Terry Cole. We follow her on Instagram. She has a great account. So I highly recommend you check it out. And she says in the book that many people operate thinking that boundaries is about keeping unwanted behavior out. And while this is true, she says, more importantly, they protect your space within. So they were they protect our space. And it's so true. You know, we, when we say yes too much, we are let going of that space for us to recover and focus on the things that are most important to us. So also like you, I limit my time over email. So right now I check my email three times a day. I also delegate tasks where I can, whether with the podcast, with you or with my part-time role. And I've started to shut off all the notifications on my computer. I will connect, you know, Messenger and WhatsApp to my computer. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners do that. I turn those off now because those are so distracting, so distracting. Yeah, it's crazy how much like when an email comes in and you're working, it like can take you off for like 20 or 30 minutes of mm -hmm. to trying to get back on task. So especially if you go and actually take care of the email and do the work for it and then you like have to get focused again. So, no, it makes a huge difference. Mm hmm. One thing I've tried to implement, which helps me a lot, is we're so distracted by things like social media and our phone. And it, like, I love YouTube. I could watch YouTube all day. If yeah. Good. So I actually try to be like, okay, you can have like an hour or two in the evening after you've taken a shower, made a cup of tea, and you can just do whatever you want. You can text all your friends back and go on Instagram, watch YouTube videos and Netflix. And just giving myself that time to do it and be distracted is so much more enjoyable than 
doing it in the middle of the day when you're like stressed and you know you should be working on something else. So if you find yourself distracted by social media or just texting, kind of maybe set aside some time each day to do it and enjoy it. Then you can like really engage with your friends or with posts or, you know, watch a video or catch up on your Netflix shows. And it's so much more enjoyable. You don't have that guilt that it's like, oh, I should be working, but I'm like, on Instagram. So that's a good productivity hack. And not to be hyper productive, because obviously, Kelly and I really stress relaxing and taking time to be present. But there's a lot of in-betweens where, you know, I take the train home to see my parents or we're driving back on a weekend if Mike and I were away, where I'll bring my laptop and I'll get a couple of hours in if we're we're driving or I'm on a train or even I was getting highlights the other day and you're sitting there for an hour by yourself waiting for them to set you know I brought my laptop and I got a solid hour of work in and I was so focused so it's these little in-between times where you might actually be able to get a chunk of work in and then you don't feel overwhelmed you know when you get back from the weekend or yeah that's actually one of your habits that I love most about you is that you literally set time aside to have fun. You're like, okay, I get this work done during the day. And between this hour and this hour in the evening, usually I can just do nothing but go on YouTube, enjoy, scroll, etc. Make time to do that. That way you're not like, oh, I got to look at it now. It's like, you know, you have a dedicated time to do that. And that's what I'm trying to do with social media inspired by you, Lauren. It's only check at certain times a day because I don't need to. Sometimes you're like, you look at your phone, you're like, why am I looking at it right now? There's no point. Or it's like, why am I looking to it? Oh, because I'm working on stuff I'm not interested in in the moment. <laughs> and so I'm going to my phone, but then you're taking away, it's going to take you longer to do that stuff that you're not interested in. So it's about being mindful about that. I also want to talk about how I work from home. So my workspace is from home and you have a workspace, Lauren, but you also work from home as well. And so when it comes to my organizing and cleaning system, I always keep my desk very clear. All I have on my desk is my laptop, probably my coffee mug, a candle and a couple of books on display. And that's it. That way I'm not distracted when I'm doing my work. And I also keep my countertops and just everything around me very clean and clear because my kitchen falls into my office area. And so it's all an open space. And so if that space is messy, I'll probably be a little bit distracted by it. So I'm very mindful of that. And I'm also someone who keeps everything in their place. So when it comes to cleaning, it's easy for me to do so because I know everything has a home. And working from home, of course, is a luxury. I'm able to pick up a mop or pick up a broom and quickly sweep my place or dust. And I'll take 10 minutes every single day. So usually I do it in the morning, but sometimes I will do it during the day because I have that luxury. And another tip is some people are like, oh, I have to spend Saturday doing laundry. If you do take time in the morning to get ready, I highly recommend doing your laundry while you get ready in the morning. So usually I take 45 minutes to get ready in the morning. So I will do my laundry while I'm getting ready. And so multitasking can be helpful in that way. And so that's a system that I have. So I don't have to spend my whole afternoon on Sunday doing laundry. I can just do a quick load uh, every other like morning or so. And I recently listened to an episode, Lauren, by The Minimalists, and they had one of their listeners ask them, they said, hey, you know, I really simplified my wardrobe and I find that I'm doing more loads of laundry. 
And Joshua responded. He says, well, if that's the case, you probably need a couple more pieces and that's fine. You can add more pieces to your wardrobe. If you find that you're, that just means that you're wearing all of your clothes, right? So you may need a couple more pieces. Yeah. Also the beauty though, of having less clothes is that you're kind of forced to keep up with your laundry. So it hasn't been, you know, like two or three weeks and you yeah. haven't done any laundry and all of a sudden you have these piles and piles of laundry because I have to do laundry every week or I, I just don't have enough to wear. So it, it yeah. does force you to keep up with it. Um, one thing I love about you and I admire so much, one of your habits is you clean up after yourself always. Oh, and I you. like, I definitely come home some days and like throw my coat on the chair and leave all my bags at the front door and leave my dishes on the kitchen table. Like I'm just tired and I, I don't want to deal with every little task, but you always put everything away. Like I, I've never seen you not put something away. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, that's good to know. Well, I can, you can thank my father for that. He always says, keep your place. So it's always ready for company. So I'm always cleaning up after myself and it's very easy to do so because I'm one person. So keep that in mind. So it's much easier for me. So if you do have children, it's a little bit more challenging, but I do that so that I don't have to worry about it later. And I also do that so that I can wake up every day to a new morning. It's just a bright, beautiful new day. And so I, I love that. It also makes me feel fresh and clean. And yeah, I have a thing about always feeling clean. So <laughs> It's also a lot easier to do a small task right away than to do a bunch of small tasks all at once because then you yes. have to motivate yourself to do it. But no, I definitely would say my cleaning routine is just trying as much as I can to pick up after myself and then taking that one hour on Sundays and just scrubbing the shower and washing mm -hmm. the floors and dusting and washing all the bedding and towels and doing my laundry and getting groceries and kind of compiling it all into one. I used to take, you know, 15 minutes a day and clean something, which that worked for me for a while. But I felt like I, I would always do the easy tasks and I would never get to the harder ones like washing the floor. So I just was like, okay, one hour on Sundays and I can usually get the condo pretty clean. And another little hack for if you want to be more of a minimalist, we always clean the outside. Like we're always washing the floors and dusting and putting away our clothes. But do you think about closets, cleaning inside drawers, cleaning inside fridges? Like that's when you're getting into all of the little stuff that's probably getting in the way and building up. And if you take time, you know, even once a month just to clean inside drawers, you'll really have to go through and get rid of all the little stuff that's piling up. Mm, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, using the one minute rule, Gretchen Rubin has a one minute rule. If you can do it in one minute or less, do it then, as you said, do it right away. That way you can avoid things piling up and getting messy or food getting old in your fridge and having to deal with it later. And yeah, I always say clean up and pick up as you go. It's so important. If you can do it in one minute or less, it'll change everything. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's a habit you have to build. Like habits are yeah. things that are done automatically. So if you can just get in that habit of doing it right away, it won't feel like you have to force yourself to do it. Yeah. I like the word automatic. Eventually it becomes automatic. Like you even noticing that I always pick up after myself. It's just automatic. Even when, you know, sometimes I'll, well, my boyfriend, and I will watch movies and I'll move my pillows around and my blankets around, but I'll put it away right away when we're done with it. Yeah. I don't just leave it there to wake up to a mess in the morning. So I always, yeah, 
I don't know. It just, it, again, it becomes a habit. That being said, some of my habits, I'm not super proud of and some habits I want to change and some habits I want to add on to existing habits. But when it comes to the cleaning aspect, I, I like how you set aside an hour every Sunday to focus on cleaning your house and doing laundry and running errands and for a few hours. It's actually relaxing. I actually love those days where you are intentional about it. Sometimes I will do laundry, but I'm always multitasking when I do that. I'll do laundry while I'm writing or doing some type of research. And yeah, it's just, it's very nice. So I put the laundry in clean and then I put it in the dryer and go get groceries and I come home and like the place is so clean. I have all my food for the week. It's, it's so nice. And I'll, I'll listen to a podcast while I'm doing it. So it's like hyper productive Sunday hour. Yeah, that's really, really nice. Something I also want to add is it's easier to keep a clean and organized place, of course, when you have less stuff, but also when you only keep things that you use out. So everything that I use every single day is out on my counters. Everything else is in a cupboard. So the only thing on my counter is my Nespresso maker. Now I'm looking at it here, Nespresso maker and my Beast blender. That's it because I use those two items every single day. Outside of that, I don't. Uh, I don't need a toaster sitting there. I always find it funny. You know, my family, we use our toaster maybe once a week, but it's always on display. Toaster oven, maybe use it once a week. It's always on display. It doesn't need to be on display. It's just added clutter. And when it comes to plates and bowls and utensils, I don't have that many sets. I mean, I'm I'm one person. Uh, it's only usually two to three people that come over. And so for that reason, I don't need many, many sets. So I have four sets, but I really only keep two sets out because I'm not entertaining that much. And I do have plates for entertaining. And I put that specifically in a cupboard that is lower to the ground and one that I don't often open so that it's out of sight and out of mind, but it's there when I need it. And of course, if I had a storage space in my place, I would, I don't have storage like you do, Lauren. So I have to find storage within my place. So that's what I do with it. And uh, yeah, I, we've had a few questions from people saying, what do I do with those special plates? I only use a couple times a year. And it's like, okay, well, how many do you have? You might need, need only two. You might not need four. <laughs> and how do I, where do I place them? I'm sure you have a cover where you can place them. Yeah, I, I actually entertained more when I lived alone. <laughs> like I would yeah. have dinner parties or people over, but I did have serving platters and stuff. And now I just have a con like a box in the locker that says kitchen on it. And I keep those things I just use periodically in there. Mm -hmm. Smart. So now I want to go into my decluttering system. So we have a cleaning and organizing system and I also have a decluttering system. So I use the whole idea of the one thing in one thing out approach. So if something comes in, I need to get rid of something else. So for example, I have a few pairs of eyeglasses and recently I was like, oh, you know, my prescription changed. I want a new pair. I want a very minimalist pair and I found one. And so I said, okay, well, I'm going to donate another pair that I never wear. And I found someone and she was so grateful, Lauren. It felt so uh -huh. good. You know, there's a part of me, I could have sold them for maybe a hundred bucks or something, but there was something so amazing about giving her these. She was so grateful and it made me feel so happy, but it was great because now it's like, oh, now I can go buy that new pair knowing that I don't have 
a pair that I'm not wearing just sitting in my house collecting dust. And so someone else could make use of that. And it made me really happy. I also I'm selling a frame and I'm going to buy a new frame. So it's like one thing in one thing out. And the same applies to our closet. So when I buy a new sweater, I usually will be like, okay, I'm buying this because I have an old sweater that I need to get rid of. So that's the only reason I bought a new one. So there's a few examples like that. So I'm not piling on added stuff, right? So I'm being mindful about the things that are coming in. And Leo Babauta, who I recently interviewed, he recommends if you haven't worn an item between six to nine months, sell or donate it. He also recommends that you have someone else help you let go of your things so that they can work through your attachment to certain things. And I I believe in that because when you came over to my house and you're like, yeah, like I put on an outfit and we both be like, yeah. mm, you help me reconfirm. I need to get rid of that item. It felt so good. It's so nice to have someone else in the room helping you through those decisions. And so for me, every single day, I find that I'm decluttering a little bit. So right now, my biggest goal is to continue to declutter my digital files. So right now I'm taking 30 minutes a day. I time myself. I'm like, okay, 30 minutes starts now. So I'm decluttering photos from my phone and I'm decluttering and organizing the files in my Google Drive. So I have three different Google Drives because I have multiple com- like businesses that I either work for or run myself or with you. And so I'm trying to go through all of that stuff. And it's been really great. You know, it adds up over time. Yesterday I was like, oh, you know, like I don't want to do this right now. I was sitting on my couch. I'm like, oh, don't want to do this. I was like, you got to do it. And then after I did, I felt so much better. It's like going to the gym. Don't want to go, but then come back and you're like, yes, (laughs) I feel good. (laughs) But I'm sure some of our listeners may also have digital clutter or maybe you have a junk drawer in your house and you're like, oh, I got to go through it, but I don't want to go through it. I'm dreading this. I suggest taking even five minutes and put it in your calendar, put it in your calendar so you can cross it out and know that you accomplished that. And, you know, eventually you will work through it like I will with my digital clutter. And when it comes to junk drawers, just remember, like most of the stuff in your junk drawer is exactly that junk. As you would say, it's a drunk drawer, Lauren. (laughs) And (laughs) remember, you can also sell or donate some of the clutter as well. And yeah, so take like five to 10 minutes every day. It uh, can be really helpful. Yeah. And even deleting photos and deleting files feels just as good as getting rid of physical clutter. Oh, well, you would know better than anyone. You love to keep your files in your trash can. So that makes sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> Until someone asks you to, to like, where's that important file? I'm like, don't look at me. Find it. <laughs> this is why you have me, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You understand. You're like, oh, it's in our garbage bin. So one thing about minimalism too, which I want to say the beauty of it is that when you get rid of all the access, like you're everything is your best. Like you're always wearing your best clothes and making your best meals and using your best dishes. And you just live this better life because everything is always the best that you own. That's all that you ever own. So that's one thing I've always loved about minimalism. But yeah, my systems, I obviously do my wardrobe. I really try to keep to my 20 outfits that I wear in rotation. And there are times when I'm so tempted to buy stuff, like give or take 20. But I'm like, is is this going to be one of your best outfits? Like if you could only have 20, would you want this to be one of your 20? And I'm like, oh, maybe not. Like it's not my best. Even with influencers or people who have fashion Instagrams, you can go through them and be like, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Oh, that's not their best. And 
you know, you can really <laughs> narrow it down to get your best. So like, I love when you said, you know, you did your closet and then you found the pieces where you're like, eh, like it's mm. not hundred percent. And same with my meals. I have my meals. I rotate through and I love them. I only buy the ingredients to make the specific meals that I'm making that week. And if I want to try a new recipe, I can, but you know, I really test it out to make sure it's something that I like and I'm, I'm going to actually make, it's not too complicated or it doesn't have a bunch of weird ingredients. And then I'm really good at if I put on a piece of clothing or use something. And I'm like, I don't like this anymore. I don't need it anymore. I don't want it anymore. I have a donation bin. And once it's full, then I take it into donate. So knowing where to take stuff and having it kind of accessible, you know, if you put on a pair of shoes and you hate them or they're not comfortable, don't just throw them back in your closet, put them in a donation bin so that you know that it's, it's something to get rid of those are probably my biggest systems that I use just and with my products and everything just really narrowing it down to the stuff that I use every day you know the beauty of minimalism too is that by simplifying the system like even your skincare routine or your makeup by simplifying it it's so much easier to be consistent with it too yeah and there's less stuff I like that you said that we use and we keep our favorite things. So true because we have less, everything is our best and our favorite stuff. And so it's also easier to identify what is disorganized. It's easier to see it because you have less stuff and, you know, I'm decluttering my digital files, but I also know, okay, so what other areas in my life are kind of a little bit messy? And I'm like, oh, my receipt drawer because I collect all my receipts. So then I'm now telling myself, okay, you need to take time, 10 minutes every day, go through your receipts, put them in the categories, food, travel, et cetera, so that I'm prepared for tax season. You know, it's easier to identify where the clutter exists. And also I wanted to mention that keeping a clean and clear space, you know, it helps you identify, of course, the areas you need to clutter, but it also helps you reflect on, okay, so what are the habits that are serving me? What are the habits that are not serving me? And some of the habits that I I really need to adopt to help me reach my goals are going to bed a little bit earlier and waking up earlier. It's something that I've started over the past two weeks. And you know, to, in order to build a habit, I think it takes quite a few weeks. And so I'm on the mend. I'm starting to do that, going to bed early, waking up early. It feels so good. There's nothing like walking outside, especially at this brisk, cold mornings right now in Toronto. Oh, it's so nice. Like people, like the whole world isn't awake yet, and you're walking outside. It's so nice. You would know better than anyone, Lauren, because you wake up so early, and it's something that I admire about you. I also want to drink more water, as I mentioned, and the best way to do that is attach it to an existing habit. So before I brush my teeth in the morning, I will drink one big glass of water. I'm also looking to quit dairy. So something that's really, really helped my skin is athletic greens. I'm obsessed with it. I do it every single morning. I do my glass of water and my athletic greens and I brush my teeth. It's my routine, but I'm still drinking milk and I find that it is potentially affecting my skin. And so I am going to slowly wean off that. It's been really, really hard for me because I grew up drinking tons of milk and I'm looking to eat more plants and protein. I'm also starting to exercise for 30 minutes before I start my day. Uh, So I exercised this morning, feels so good. Even just a 30 minute low impact workout. Oh, it just makes you feel so much better. It's so worth it. And a new goal of mine is to do one hour of research and writing before I start my work day. 
oh, my own research and writing. Yeah. So that I can just have that one thing accomplished before I start my work day. So that's something that I'm looking to do. And I want to mention that one of the best ways to adopt new habits is to habit stack. I'm sure you might've heard of habit stacking. This is a concept or a method that is supported by James Clear, who you mentioned earlier, the writer of Atomic Habits, as well as behavior scientist and Stanford professor, BJ Fogg. BJ Fogg, I, I remember reading about him many, many years ago, and he has a, a newish book called Tiny Habits, The Small Changes That Change Everything. And I'm currently reading it. I downloaded it yesterday and it's so, so good. And of course, I've read Atomic Habits by James Clear. I highly recommend that book. Another book I recommend is Habit Stacking, 97 Small Life Changes That Take Five Minutes or Less by author and recognized habits guy named S.J. Scott. So I recommend that book as well. And we will include all of these in the show notes so that uh, you can check them out easily. And yeah, so for me, I'm like, okay, well, if I want to adopt X habit, like, like for example, drinking more water. It's like, okay, well, I brush my teeth every morning so I can just do it when I do that. Right. So it's stacking those habits. Hey, you know, let's say I, something I've never mentioned in the podcast is I, I struggle with TMJ. So I have jaw issues, jaw pain. And so every single morning I need to take five minutes to just rest my jaw. And I was like, Oh, when am I going to do that? I'm like, okay, well, if I exercise in the morning, I can do that jaw rest right after I exercise. So it's connecting your habits really, really helps mm -hmm. for drinking water. I always just have a bottle of water with me. Like if I'm out running errands, I keep a bottle in my purse. If I'm in a car, I bring a bottle of water with me. So just having water with you makes it so much easier to drink more water. And there are times, you know, it's Sunday, I'm on the couch working. I don't drink water while I'm working because I'm not sitting at a desk with water beside me. So just, you know, consciously having it beside you makes it so much easier. Yeah. Now I'm curious, Lauren, what are some habits that you want to adopt? Okay. So my biggest ones, I need to eat more protein. <laughs> I love my like hummus and pita for lunch. Like I feel like I, I just need to consciously make sure that I'm eating enough protein. I'm also trying to do more workouts with weights, like 10 or five or 10 pound weights. I've been doing form by Sammy Clark a few times a week and really enjoying it. So it's just a workout that you stream other habits, especially with the holiday season coming up, not having more than two drinks, just having like one or two glasses of wine at an event or dinner. Just because, you know, if you have that third glass or that third drink, it just affects your next day so much. You're more tired. You have a headache. So just really making sure not to have more than one or two drinks. Those are my biggest ones right now. And then just really focusing on my goals. That's great. I admire your consistency, especially with your morning and night routines. I love it. It's really inspiring, Lauren. There are not a lot of people who will wake up at the same time every single day and, you know, take time every night to just have their playtime, right? Like, hey, like yeah. this hour I can do X and X and this hour I can do X and X. It's too bad we don't live in the same apartment building because I would love to do little morning workouts with you. <laughs> So yeah, I love them. But also I do it with my energy levels. Like my energy levels are higher in the morning. So I'm going to get up early and take advantage of that time where at night I'm not motivated. I'm tired. So that's when it's like, okay, play on your phone and watch Netflix. Like, yeah, I really, if you're hyper productive at night, 
then use that time to work and, you know, do that stuff. Whereas maybe you're more groggy in the morning and you, you want to sleep a bit more. So it, it is about managing your energy levels. I also, I woke up super early in high school to exercise in the morning. And even when I started in the workforce and I was finishing my real estate license, I would get up early to study. So it was just always, I like really took advantage of that mm. time, knowing that at the end of the day, I was going to be more tired. And I stream my workouts in the morning because I, you know, after dinner, I can go for a walk and listen to a podcast, but I will not change and get out weights at like six or 7 PM at night. Like it's just not happening. Yeah. Exactly. And I've tried, I I've tried to do it because sometimes, it, you know, it's hard working out in the morning when you want to get to work, but you, you just have to be mindful of the times that you'll actually do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good to be aware of your energy levels. And I have to say that having a less is more mindset is everything that has helped me simplify and be consistent with keeping everything simple and intentional in my life by understanding, oh, I don't need that. Oh, less is better. Less is more. I just keep telling myself that. So it's easier to make decisions every single day. And I would say that is that is the core of this conversation. I'm able to maintain these systems because I have that way of thinking. You know, it's, yeah, yeah they, your systems just become routines after time. It's amazing. Yeah. That's why people are like, oh, it's so nice. You wake up early, but I cannot sleep in. Like you could not pay me to sleep in, even <laughs> if I'm up North, like I'm wired at 6am, yeah. even if it's, it's dark and no one else is up. So it definitely becomes automatic. And the beauty too of simplifying your life is that you prioritize it. So the things that are most important, you actually work on those things. Yeah. And like you're so much more likely to accomplish things and make progress with stuff if you have really narrowed in on exactly what is most important. Mm -hmm. Like even with my day, I'm like, as long as you spend one hour writing and working on your comedy and one hour, you know, working on the podcast and the course and you exercise, if that's all you get done, then you are like moving the needle one inch. I think yeah. that's actually a Tim Ferriss quote yeah. um, in the right direction. And it's just being consistent with that. Whereas if you have so much stuff to do and you feel so overwhelmed, you're, you're likely not going to get to the most important things. You just end up putting so much time into all these little things that don't really add. Yeah. Value. It's important to step back and figure out what is non-essential, right? Because we, sometimes we think everything's essential. And that can be really challenging. You know what I'm most excited about, Lauren, is hearing your holiday system, hearing your system for how you decorate, cook, everything. So I'm looking forward to that. We're going to have to, we're going to be putting out some holiday episodes soon and definitely check out our past holiday episodes. We're really, really good. We've interviewed some interesting guests about how to create sustainable decorations, how to let go of all those boxes of holiday ornaments that you don't actually use. So yeah, last night I poured a glass of wine, put on Christmas music, put the fireplace channel on and I decorated and it was so relaxing Aww. and so simple. I had to bring the Christmas tree up in the elevator from the locker. And I'm like, I hope no one gets in this elevator. And they're like, oh, it's one of these girls who decorates in the first few days of November, but no one else got in. <laughs> I think they would see it as, oh, this is impressive. This girl's doing it all on her own. 
Yeah, I would just be like, people who decorate earlier are happier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you have the space yeah. and time to do so because you created it, you created that intentional lifestyle for yourself. So, so yeah, yeah, this was fun, Lauren, and definitely keep an eye out for our upcoming holiday episodes. This is going to be, oh, it's my favorite time of year. So fun. I know I get such the holiday high. It's such a pretty time of year and you can enjoy the holidays so simply and without all the stuff. So there's definitely a way to do it, which we're going to talk about. Absolutely. And honestly, I find that now people are reaching out. It's the beginning of November and everyone's like, is this day available? Is this day available? There's so many holiday experiences and events. And I'm trying to be intentional with what I say yes to and what I say no to, because the holidays can be overwhelming. And remember, you don't always have to say yes. You can say no. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Because then if you go to all the events, you're just exhausted and you can't enjoy any of them. So That's you right. definitely have to prioritize. That's right. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. And for everybody listening, we will include the book recommendations and, and other authors and interesting tidbits that we've included in this discussion in the show notes. So stay tuned. Thanks so much, everybody. Thanks so much, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed learning about our minimalist habits and systems. And if you want to hear more, please check out the links in our show notes to find a few past habit focused episodes, including episode 138 titled Adopt Minimalist Habits, episode 136, Simplify Your Life and Make Room for More, episode 105, Pare Down Your Possessions, and episode 73, Minimalism Crash Course. Plus, you can also find links to the books I mentioned by acclaimed authors on habit change, including James Clear's Atomic Habits, BJ Fogg's Tiny Habits, and SJ Scott's book titled Habit Stacking, 97 Small Life Changes That Take Five Minutes or Less. And as always, you can learn more about Lauren and me, our closet decluttering courses, and our closet decluttering e-guide, as well as our brand partners on our website at mastersimplicity.com. And you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Millennial Minimalists. And lastly, I want to thank all of you for your kind ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your words and we get so excited every time a new one pops up. So thanks so much to those of you who have recently written us a review. So thanks again for listening and I will speak with you soon. Bye-bye.